starting to get a little concerned if I didn't know <laughs> what was wrong with me. Oh, we're recording. <laughs> well, they don't know what's wrong with you, so we can keep it a mystery. They don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> Let's keep it a mystery. That is, in fact, my bio tagline Tinder tidbit. Maybe it would be fun if they can guess what your problem is. <laughs> I would. They would. Yeah, if you guys have any um, ideas as to what my problem is, please throw it in the in the comments when we promote this episode. Okay, so uh, currently when we're recording this, it is February and Valentine's Day is just three days away. Um, so we've been in a very lovey-dovey mood all month. Not with each other. That's different. No, with each other. <laughs> Dad, you have something to admit. Um, I'm a nefarious queer beater and Almar doesn't love me. Uh, <laughs> actually, this whole friendship is a sham. <laughs> yeah, it's honestly the best. Oh, so I smile and my teeth are yellow, actually. Uh, the Zoom lighting doesn't really help. Yeah, I guess not. So I have a pimple and my teeth are yellow for all of you listening and I'm disgusted. For a second, I thought you said you had a pimple on your teeth and I was so curious as to how that could happen. Very um, so I'm never going to smile again. And now that we're talking about love, things I don't love, my smile. Next. <laughs> yeah, so because we've been in this weird lovey-dovey phase, although it's not really lovey-dovey and I don't know why I keep saying that because I don't like that turn of phrase. Um, we decided to do, you guys ever heard of the 36 questions to fall in love? Yeah, don't answer that. It was rhetorical. Um, because that's what we're going to do. We're going to answer at least 10 of those questions between the two of them. We selected 10 and it'll be a fun time. Yeah. And if not, I mean, we're not the ones who have to listen to this. (laughs) This is also true. A horrifying ordeal. So let's start with question one. Because it's a fun one. It's an easy. Eh, is it an easy one? I don't know. So given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? It's grammatically correct. Mm-hmm. Wait, I think it would be fun if we guessed for each other and then confirmed what the answer was. No, there are too many people I feel like you would invite to dinner. Okay, fine. Yeah, I feel the same way. But this is the fun part. What if we get it right? Wait, are we also this doesn't have a stipulation whether or not dead people count. Do dead people count? Are we counting? I think dead people count. Okay, thank you, because mine are all dead people. <laughs> okay. Wait, we can only pick one person though. That's yes, one person. Okay. Well, let me try and guess for you then. This is annoying. There's gonna be a lot of radio silence um to our listeners. Hmm. Who do you who would you invite? Like one person in the whole world you would invite as a dinner guest? Okay. I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a chance on this one. Wait, wait, I haven't thought about. <laughs> okay, 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 think about it, think about it. I'll just um, monologue so there's just not like silence over here. <laughs> um, okay, I think I have an answer, but I don't know if it's, uh, <laughs> if it's detailed enough. Um, I mean, mine's not detailed at all. It's just based on a loose interest. I, know I, that. I, mean, I don't think I know this person's name. <laughs> But I know who it is. That's iconic. No, please. Okay, so do you want to go or should I? I can go. Okay. Um, I am guessing the soccer player who recently died that you were gushing to me about because he had such an impact on soccer and his people and on you. Diego Maradona would have been a good choice. 
you know what? You were good for thinking of a soccer person. That's not who I, okay. if I really only had the chance to invite one person, should I just say who it is or should I guess yours first? No, say it. Yeah. So if I had to invite one person, it would be Nelson Mandela. Um, but it's because he's a man that, I mean, ever since birth, literally, I want to pick his brain. Like I want to be him. I want to know him. I want to live my life in his image. Um, which I think is why I actually love Diego Maradona so much is perhaps because he exemplifies the same things. He just does it in sports. And yes, for people who are going to complain, be like, Diego Maradona was an alcoholic and a cheater and a blah, blah, blah. Shut up. Um, <laughs> he had a lot of good qualities. He did a lot for a lot of people, symbolically, at least. Um, but yeah, mine would definitely be Nelson Mandela. Um, never in my life have I wanted to know anybody more me anybody more that would have been last on my list like if you gave me a thousand people to pick <laughs> nelson would not have been one of them <laughs> also understandable um yeah that makes sense i mean who i'm gonna guess for you though is like kind of an obvious choice I'm, and i feel like it's not the answer but i couldn't think of anybody else i'm gonna go with olivia gatwood oh that is such a good answer oh my god Olivia, if you're ever listening to this, I know you follow my friend Gabriella on Instagram. <laughs> we use her as a go-between. But no, I'm thinking Frida Kahlo, if I could resurrect her from the dead. I can't believe I didn't think of that. Wait, that was the most obvious choice. Olivia Gowan <laughs> was like the niche choice then. That was oh. a very interesting choice, and it's technically true. But I, if I had the opportunity to bring Frida back, I think... Part of why I'm so attracted to her is because this woman understood her trauma and still used her art to funnel it through. And I love her body case castings. I love her story with Diego Rivera. I think I would just want to understand who she was on a personal level. Um, Cause I kind of want to be her friend, but I also don't know if she's the type of woman I would be friends with. Yeah. I also think that, you know, your relationship with Frida for as long as I've known you has been extremely reverential like it's always been at a respectful distance so I think that would be a good dinner guest like I could see I mean that's also how I feel about Nelson right like I just want to sit across the table for him and I don't want to be like we're friends I just want to like know what he's thinking you know yeah yeah oh I should Frida Kahlo was such an obvious choice for you I thought you were gonna say her and then I was you said Olivia and I was like that is so nice it's funny we both picked really niche interests though because I was like oh it's the one person that like really she she harps on like poetry wise and you were like oh soccer rant you know it makes <laughs> it makes sense our choices for each other that was a good one yeah, yeah that was actually a really good one okay uh number two what could constitute a perfect day for you I feel like everyone's gonna hate me and call me a liar um but it's actually kind of true my perfect day like um, would literally just be the most mundane day ever. Like get up, brush your teeth. Everyone's like doing whatever they're doing. You know, dad's yelling, mom's like screaming. Everyone's just freaking out. And then I leave the house and go to the beach and meet up with my friends. Mm. I'm at the beach all day, come home, eat really good home-cooked Indian food. Everyone's still doing whatever the hell they do on a normal day. And then I um, Netflix party something with like you or you and Juliana or you and Avi. And I go to bed. Like it's just chef's kiss. Even thinking about it right now, I feel I want to go. That's a good day. I feel like people 
at least in quarantine, are starting to realize that you can make special days out of the most mundane things in your life. Um, I hope that's something that carries with us post. post Yeah. I mean, the way, you know how people, everyone's saying like, oh, I'm such a loser now because my idea of fun is like taking a walk around the neighborhood. But I'm like, those are so freeing. Like, it's just a good moment when you're like taking that walk and you're just breathing and you're like, air, legs, lungs, like, can't even be simple pleasures that have been forgotten. Yeah. Well, I mean, also to be, to be able to do things like, you know, like there's so many people in a situation where they can't even do that. And I'm just like, what a perspective bringing, I mean, obviously I'm not saying you can't have problems in this time, but I'm just saying it's perfect days right now are just the ones that are a little left of sitting at home. (laughs) Okay, I think mine, I would wake up early. Zumba has been making me really happy lately and Trish is is gonna laugh because she already knows, but this morning I did, and I found a One Direction Zumba workout on YouTube and I had to do it to make my inner 11 year old uh, squeal with joy. Um, And it was part of their songs, by the way, doesn't seem like they would be good Zumba songs. I wish I could show our listeners exactly the moves that I was doing this morning because I was busting a sweat. Oh my goodness. But yes, Zumba. I would like to spend the morning writing, um, whether it be a short story or poetry, it doesn't matter. But there have been very few times I can recall where I've written with perfect clarity, like I'm just in the zone, like the way they describe in soul. And that felt special. Um, Afterwards, going for a walk or a bike ride around um, the New York skyline. Then afterwards, probably talking to my friends somehow, whether it's on FaceTime or on a phone call. And then maybe watching a movie with my family. Yeah, that's a good stuff. Do you love how my perfect day did not have family in it? Like I said, I abandoned them. I come back and eat some food and then immediately keep ignoring them. (laughs) (laughs) What COVID does to you, y'all. No, your perfect day is also very you. You know what? You know what I mean? Like it, both of us went for the mundane thing, but yours is very you. I think both of us also included like moments of solitude, which is really nice. Sometimes you got to be alone. Okay. <laughs> like more alone than just physically alone. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, I would so love to be empty headed. Like sometimes I turn up empty headed, but it catches me by surprise because I'm always empty headed when I don't want to be. And then it throws me into despair because I'm like thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. But then when I desperately so want to have nothing, everything is in there. Like Like a suitcase that's struggling to stay closed. Yeah. And I'm just like, um, I would really like to be alone mentally. (laughs) I would like to leave myself alone. Anyways, question three. Oh, this is a cute question. Um, so question three is for what in your life do you feel most grateful? Hmm. I mean, while I'm bars thinking, I do have an answer, at least for me. Um, which I guess changes. I feel like the answer for me to this question would have been different had we not been in this situation, but we are. Um, 
And I just, I hate to say it, but I do. I feel extremely grateful for my circumstances. Like every single day, I'm just like, I have a really nice middle-class home. I don't have to work. I don't have children. I get to go to college, even if it's on Zoom. I have the ability to FaceTime my friends. Yeah, I think I just feel very grateful for my quality of life. Um, and I know that that's economic, economically related, but I guess personally for me, it's just, like I said, perspective shifting all the time. I was thinking about that, about my home and not having to worry about paying rent and who's going to feed me. I don't know, they're very potent questions. Um, it just reminds me, my creative writing professor has a policy that if your basic needs are not met, do not worry about the syllabus because clearly that's going to be the last thing on your mind. And I don't know, that basic respect there, that cognizance just struck with me. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just easy right now to be grateful for the basic needs, right? Like if they're being met, I think that's infinitely the most important thing. Oh. Because if they're not, I just, I could not imagine the sort of struggle people must be going through. So yeah, gratitude for the big and small things, I guess. So four, <laughs> this one's a fun one. I feel like we should guess each other's for this one. So the fourth question, the fourth question is if you could wake up tomorrow having gained one, what? Gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? Okay. Are we thinking like, like supernatural stuff for this? What are the parameters for this question? I don't see why not. It says gained any one quality or ability. So it's not possible. So like you might as well just, I mean, unless we say something really stupid, like baking, like, you know, who cares? No offense to bakers. Um, <laughs> of you everyone needs a baker Baking industry hates her we're just we're just not good at it um okay I'm gonna guess for you hold on I feel like yours is gonna be some like bruja type <laughs> oh okay I think I know I feel like I'm gonna be wrong but I feel I'm gonna... like I also will be wrong but okay do you want to go first or should I I'll go first um I feel like because you're constantly generating thought and you're constantly on, you would appreciate a time where you could just turn off. And that doesn't mean that you go to sleep. It just means you have the ability to sit with yourself and just relax. You're smart for that. Um, that's not what I was thinking, but I like the thread. Honestly, it's partially what I was thinking. My, and I've always wanted this ability is to be invisible. I've always wanted it. Mm. Just legitimately disappear but I guess that also goes with I think you're partially right right like if I wanted to be invisible it also means like I would get a chance to not exist like up here in the brain yeah but I don't want people to take that in a sad way like I'm not some crazy psycho that's like all I want is to be invisible forever and ever it's like I just sometimes really don't appreciate being perceived because <laughs> most of the time it's like some weird outward appearance of who I am and I just don't want to deal with it mm -hmm. um but yeah the one ability I've always wanted I mean, even when people used to ask, what superpower would you want? Like when you were a kid, I always used to say invisibility used to scare everyone. Um, and I was like, I just want to be invisible. Um, That's especially useful for uh, Zoom era times. <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, I think it also puts autonomy back in my hand. Like I think for a lot, in a lot of ways, I'm already invisible. Hi, um, BIPOC, I see you, I hear you. Um, and it's like, at least if I had the chance to own my own invisibility, to decide when and when I wanted to appear and when I didn't, I would appreciate that ability. Although on a side note and tangential rant, if it wasn't invisibility, I would be picking knowing every language in the whole world because I want to know every That language. is such a useful skill. Oh my goodness. The ability to communicate without fear of stumbling through your words, without fear of embarrassing yourself in front of like a local. Phenomenal. It's also the most beautiful thing. It's Nelson Mandela who said it, but he always said that like, you know, if you speak to a man in like your language or whatever, you speak to their head, but if you speak in their language, you speak to their heart. It's just like, you're able to, it's about connecting. Like, how do you build communities when you don't know each other's languages? And you can't expect everyone to speak English. That's just annoying and nonsensical. Um, and I just deeply wish I could speak every literal language fluently. So if it wasn't invisibility, that would be my second choice. Okay, Trisha's out here with very mature responses. <laughs> when she hears what mine is, I'm gonna laugh. <laughs> I what did I even think of for you how did I even forget this it was it was cool though and I really thought that you would enjoy it what did I think of for you oh my god <laughs> she said uh, no. no no I remember I remember I was gonna say that for you I thought about healing I was like I think that what you would want is to be able to like heal both yourself and like other people mm people in pain just to be able to be like I can help you resolve this in some way like I thought that maybe you would want that ability yeah no I was thinking uh along those lines <laughs> but I think my uh final answer was teleportation <laughs> because <laughs> wait that's iconic though okay I was thinking about healing genuinely because I was thinking about the opposite of what I said for Trisha, like her ability to turn off for me, it probably turn on because I'm so caught up in my own business that sometimes I just can't see my words in front of me. Um, but then I thought about teleportation because I have a driver's license and I can't drive technically. And if I could just go places without having to pay for Uber or a plane ticket, I feel like I'd save so much money. I think that's really important. I feel like people undervalue transportation, like being able to go where you want, when you want, without spending money. Yeah. Um, in any grand sense, like having a car, having the ability to drive is so undervalued. Cause like what, you know, everyone wants to go places, but the fact that, you know, you have to make the extra effort to figure out how you're gonna get there um, and sort of like the way you're gonna get there and is it gonna be enjoyable to get there? and you know, there's a whole life you got to live. And if you got to plan it around transportation, what is the life? I feel your, feel your teleportation thing here. I get it. I, I mean, was I, someone who used to enjoy the commute, but now I'm constantly thinking about the germs that exist <laughs> on those buses and seats. Yeah. I mean, I definitely know that it's a privileged thing to say, but I'm a big fan of the car. Sorry, environmentalists. I hope that we work on a more um, eco-efficient car, but I am kind of a big fan of the being able to go where you want, when you want. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Teleportation would be cool. I also hate planes. Teleportation would be hot. Like if I could go from New Jersey to like- You know, 
JK Rowling, fuck her, but whatever. But like in the Harry Potter books, the apparition, apparition, she was onto something. Yeah, but that shit also seems painful because like you can get caught in the apparition. Like we don't do it perfectly. Like your arm. You lose your nose. (laughs) You get like spliced and it's like, um, excuse me. Like, I don't want the dangers of teleportation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that was fun. Oh, okay, five. I don't really have an answer for this one. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? It's a really grandiose question. But I don't know. know the truth of life. Um, <laughs> is God real? No. That's ridiculous. When I was younger, I would have told you I would want to know what happened to the people, the colonists at Roanoke. Oh. My teachers made it sound like such a mystery. But then I was on TikTok the other day and um, the TikToker was explaining to the colonists. Um, I actually don't know if this is true or not. The colonists just merged into the tribe and that was it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's a very simple answer. But answer. Are you sticking with that answer? Because I like it. No, I think. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, shut up. I guess I would have wanted to know what happened with the Library of Alexandria. Oh, such a good question. Wow, you're like thinking, thinking, my question's going to be stupid. What's your answer? Well, because I feel like yours was like, yeah, you want to figure out the mysteries of the world. I just want to know if there's a reason. Like, I literally just want to know if there's a purpose. Not to just like living. I just mean like, is there a reason? <laughs> Period. <laughs> I don't know. Higher deity could. Uh... Yeah, like I wish somebody would be able to answer that. Because I don't feel purposeless, but I do wonder if there's a reason for everything happening. And that's not even just like God related. Like some people answer it with God, right? But like, mm-hmm. is there a reason? <laughs> um, I don't know. I just want to know. I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting direction. Yeah, but I also think knowing that information would be so detrimental. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be alone in it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the part of being human is is not knowing, right? Like that's the that's the whole beauty of humanity is like you have logic, you have reason. They're just things that are closed off to you still. Like you just don't know things. You're yeah. gonna have to deal with it. Um, but I'd like to overturn my rational capacity and be like, tell me, because <laughs> I need to know. Okay, so question six: What do you value most in a friendship? What do I value most? That's difficult. <laughs> I feel like everything that I'm thinking of interlocks with another quality. Do you know yeah, what I, mean? I was just about to say, I feel like I'm always divided in between two qualities, but they're related. Cause I feel like you can't have one without the other. Like I'm thinking what I really value is turning to my friends when I need help. And I know that they can give me the truth, but I also know that I can trust them at the same time with what I'm curious about. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess I like having someone that I know won't make me feel bad for what I'm bringing up. I mean, that's not too light a quality. Like that's such an important quality to have people in your life that don't make you feel bad. And I'm also realizing that like, as you get older, right, the whole world is hell bent on making you feel bad because they think you're old enough to handle it, which I think is a ridiculous Hmm. question. That because you're an adult, you're somehow more capable of handling poor behavior I don't know yeah I guess mine is somewhere between the lines of honesty and respect 
Mm. But they're kind of one and the same, right? Like I need my friends to be honest um, because I don't think I could handle people who weren't, like who just showed me like false compassion all the time. I'm not into it. I'm not interested. But that's where the respect comes into is that I would hope it's really important to me that my friends at least respect my basic humanity enough to be honest, that they don't, um, you know, even when we're arguing, even if me and my friends don't agree on things, I would hope that there's like a mutual respect of someone's basic humanity, that it never gets condescending or um, baselessly argumentative or like personally hurtful, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel like that's really important to me is that there's no pettiness, that even if there's, if there's, um, disagreement or there's you know a situation that potentially like caused hurt I would hope that there would still be basic respect as the foundation of my friendships yeah yeah decency yeah like just common decent but it's harder to find than you think in friendships right people are always willing to cross the line of basic decency for some reason because they think you're their friend but it's like friends are not transgressive that's not the point <laughs> Yeah. Wow, that was so nice. That felt like, <laughs> I don't know why, but it warmed my heart. I mean, I think it's also because we're friends, which means that what I said applies to you, which means you have basic decency. <laughs> I don't know. It just reminds me of Finding Ohana. Um, it's a really great movie everyone should watch on Netflix. <laughs> go watch Finding Ohana. It was so good. And after that plug, we get to the next question. Okay, this one's a cute one for our listeners, but Trisha's uncomfortable with it because it it's requires fun. receiving compliments. Alternate sharing something you consider a positive characteristic of your partner or the person you're dating, or in this case, your fellow podcaster. Actually, person I'm dating, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> okay. I don't think I'm Trisha's type <laughs> in any capacity. <laughs> Probably not, I hate to break it to you. Um, okay. I feel like I don't want you to go, but also need to think of five things for you. Like five of the most important ones, because I could just list a list, but how is that exciting? I already know one. I appreciate your huh? No, I've got I've got one. <laughs> I'm taking my okay. okay, 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 okay. <laughs> oh, we could, we could do like switch off. So you could say one, I say one. Yeah. I feel like that's easier. Um, I appreciate your empathy and compassion for humanity. <laughs> because those are very, <laughs> those are very important things to find in someone. And I feel like that's not only a sign of maturity, but also just a sign of being a good person. Um, yeah, so I hated that. <laughs> Yours is, I appreciate your warmth. And I just told you this this morning as well. I think you have a very great ability to make everyone feel like they've just come home after a long day. Um, I envy it, I covet it, but I also really appreciate it. Um, wow, she gave me two compliments in one day. It's the same compliment. Wait, I gave the same compliment twice. Um, I appreciate your brain because you're constantly looking for... Uh, different paths of thinking you're not stuck on one and I think being able to consider all paths and perspectives is very important especially for considering for me I'm trying to figure out how to not be so argumentative all the time and for you it's just there's an inherent patience within it 
I like your listening abilities, your listening skills. I'm an interrupter. I'm a talker. Um, I mean, I hear people. I know how to listen. I'm just not very good at the whole listening processing thing. Um, you're a fantastic listener. I think I just really appreciate the way that you can sit there and really not just like play the farce of listening, but you really hear what people say, especially when I'm talking to you. Like, I know that you've heard what I've said, you've thought about it, and you're going to come out with a response that clearly indicates that you've heard what I've said. Um, and I think that's, it, there's like nothing in the world people need more than to feel heard. So it's a good quality. Wow, that was really nice. <laughs> I can be nice. I just don't like to be. Um, I appreciate the passion you have for teaching because that means you see potential in people to be grown, but also to become themselves. And I don't know. I feel like all the students you're going to have in the future are going to benefit so greatly from that on their paths to selfhood. That was nice. That was sweet. <laughs> ew, ew. Um, interestingly enough, I was going to say, I appreciate your appreciativeness. I think that you're always willing to, um, say good things about people, especially if you genuinely believe those good things. And it's very rare to find people who are so comfortable, um, dishing out affection and just love and being sure that they mean it, um, because it's very self-affirming, it's validating and it's, again, necessary. It's part of your whole um, persona of hearing people, you know, you do it in many ways, so. Cool. <laughs> How did we only get to three? This is agonizing. It's also very nice. <laughs> it's nice to hear these things. Now I understand why it's a question. Um, I appreciate your honesty because I feel like my brain uh, comes up with these incredibly tense situations. And I know when I come to you, I'm just going to get the truth, um, which is great. And also with my writing too, you're not going to sugarcoat it. And that is so difficult to find a person that you trust that can look into your work and say, okay, this isn't really working, but this is what you can do to make it better. There's always like an, and yes, this is what you can do. I think I actually learned that from you. So I guess that's like a mutual appreciation. Um, because you would do it to me. And then I was like, yeah, wait, I can do this. Um, yeah. I think for you, I appreciate also your willingness to be there. You are the type of, I'm telling you, you're like the type of friend everybody should want, because if somebody needs you, you show up and you've done it for me and you've done it for other people. And if somebody calls you or they text you and they need you and it's urgent, even if it's not urgent actually, but it has like an implication of urgency, you'll show up, um, which is rare to find, I think in these times of like hyperactivity, especially because you have the world at your fingertips, right? Or you could always call somebody instead of going, but I feel like you always go the extra mile to be there, um, which is, I guess, another way of just being that type of person, you know, spreading warmth in directions. That felt like a Tyra Banks compliment. Why? The best kind. <laughs> Tyra Banks compliments can't be good. High ranks kind of sucks. <laughs> yes. But I remember how iconic it was <laughs> to receive such a thing. Um, so we're on the last one, right? Wow. Okay. I appreciate. It's just hard to pick because there's so much of you that I like. 
Shut up, I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll murder you. Um, I think it's adaptability because no matter what type of person, like we, I've, in the times when we've seen other people on campus and we've met new people, and even when you've met my friends and some of them you don't like, you're always able to just blend in and to make other people feel as if they're there. Um, you acknowledge them. I don't know. I feel like there's just something about that that makes me so happy. <laughs> I can't formulate into words. I um, appreciate that. Yeah, I think the last thing I'm going to say for you, but I, I do agree with your point. There's just too much to say when you're friends with somebody and you know this much, it's like hard not to be like, everything about them is good. Otherwise, I wouldn't have picked them. Um, yeah, it's probably your humility. And that might be stemming from a place of like effacement. I don't know. But I think that it comes off very, I don't know. It just makes you so approachable in a way that I, I don't think I felt with a lot of people is that you never, you're so talented, dude. And you like never talk about it. Like, yeah, you'll admit that I did this thing or I do that thing. And I don't think, maybe you do recognize and just don't want to talk about it. But like, it just feels so approachable knowing somebody that has so much more talent than you, but never makes you feel like they're that much better than you, even, you know, in whatever way. Um, and it's an important fact not to feel smaller or lesser than your friends and you never make people feel that way so this was really nice we vomit anyway we don't have to talk about it ever again we can pretend this didn't happen i feel like you're gonna talk about it at some point later in your life um you're gonna be like remember that time you gave me five compliments and i'll say no <laughs> it doesn't ring a bell <laughs> and i'll claim i'll claim alzheimer's or dementia no you won't yeah, you're right, I won't. <laughs> um, okay. If you were going to become a close friend with your partner, please share what would be important for him or her to know. I already have an answer for this, actually, for myself. Hmm. You go first, I'm still thinking. Okay. For me, it's it's literally just not to prod. Like, the first, the, the most important thing people need to know about me is, like, please do not push. I know some people really like it when, like, you know, someone just keeps asking and asking because it like helps them be like, okay, fine, I'm ready to talk. I'm not that person. Like if I said, I don't want to talk, I don't want to talk. And I think people like understand that to a degree, but I also think that sometimes I don't say I don't want to talk because then it sounds too serious. So I'll just like evade a question. People will just keep sort of barreling at it. And eventually it'll come to a point where I'm just like, I really <laughs> am evading it for a reason. Um, yeah, I think that would be the most important thing to know about me. And it's not in like a cute way that I don't appreciate it. Like I genuinely do not appreciate it. Um, I think that sometimes you just gotta leave me alone. If anyone has noticed this thread of questions, you just gotta not be asking me too many things. Yeah, boundaries are incredibly important. Um, also a sign of that respect you were talking about because some people take it as a challenge. Yeah. I mean, people, I, I also don't think in the times that it's happened to me, like, I don't think people consciously are trying to be annoying. It's just that if you never set the boundary, right? Like if you never say, I don't want to talk about it. Instead you use like a, and because I never want to say that. Mm -hmm. And it obviously leads the person to think it's like some serious thing. Sometimes I just also don't really feel like addressing that, like whatever. 
Um, so I'll just like evade it, but I kind of wish that people would just pick up on the evasion. Cause I think they do. And they're like, wait, why'd you change the subject? And it's like, why do you think I changed the subject Dumbo? <laughs> yeah. I think that if you think it's probably a fun joke thing, I'm not the person <laughs> to make that joke with. That was a good one. Yeah. I mean, it's like my most important thing, to be honest. I hate it when people push me. Like, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to say it. So I'm not going to say it. Trish. <laughs> <laughs> if there is, dude, I'm telling you, if there are things I wanted to say, I would already say them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. I think for me, um, probably a patience and an okayness with, uh, I'm trying to phrase this delicately, uh, being patient when I'm not responsive, um, because there have been with my depression and anxiety, there will be times when I'm not fully cognizant of what's going on. And it's not that there's anything going on or there's not a problem between the two of us. It's just that I'm clearly struggling to get back together. And that needs to be done with as much respect and care as possible. And maybe I won't reach out for help, but that doesn't mean you don't have to check in. Um, but I will say that, of course, I'm learning to be more communicative, but I feel like with the destigmatization of mental illness, perhaps it's best to just talk about it. Yeah, I also think that's like an extremely important point, right, for you at least is that if, if you are going through something and if you have something that you feel like comes in waves like that, you would obviously want, it's really important for the other person to be aware of what that requires. Like, you know, like I said, you don't want to be super pushy, but you don't want to be not there either um, for somebody when they need you to be. Yeah. That's good answers. Look at us go. Tell your partner something that you love about them already. Why did we keep this when we already had the five questions one? <laughs> I don't actually know. I guess because the other ones weren't that great. Mm. We can make this one a silly one. Okay, fine. Oh, I already know. Mine's going to be a little superficial, but honestly, whatever. <laughs> I like your humor. I think Trisha has the capacity to be a really funny, if cynical, stand-up comedian. And there are so many times when she says something and I'm like, I should have written that down. Wait, I, I'm a little egotistical about that too, though, because so many people <laughs> tell me that I'm funny that I started, I, Ambar knows this, I started saying things like unironically, like I'll be talking and then afterwards I'll be like, that's a good bit. Like, I'll be like, wait, I'm so funny for that, um, which is getting a little ridiculous. But if you guys want to ever hear my bit on paganism, you know where to find me mm -hmm. on the Women of the Lore Instagram page. Um, yeah, yours is your fashion sense, your style. It's incredible. Your vibe is just immaculate. You just like go out looking like a hottie and I'm just like a dump truck and I'm like, wow, I wish. You used dump truck in the wrong context. <laughs> um, I think that's about butts, isn't it? It is about butts. Yeah. Oh, well, it's too late for me now. I have no butt. She said she's looking like a butt. <laughs> it's true though I am looking like a butt um yeah you just put a lot of care into your style in a good way like you make sure you you look at least decent every day I love it it's cool thank you 
Yeah. Oh, and the last one, which is totally not, it could be sentimental, but I think it's funny after the ones we just had. You want to read it? Yeah. So your house containing everything you own catches fire. After saving your loved ones and pets, you have time to safely make a final dash to save any one item. What would it be? Why? The economical part of me wants to say my laptop and charger. I was just thinking that. <laughs> but if we're going for truly sentimental, probably my collection of diaries. Yeah. yeah. I get that. Um, yeah, I agree with you. There has to be like a division here because yeah, if we're going for economical and just like pure like logic, then yeah, I'm saving my laptop. But if truly we were going back for something sentimental, I actually have a box um, under my bed. It's not under my bed anymore because I have a new bed, um, but it's under my desk and it's a box just full of like cards people have written me and letters and random stuff honestly my nv3 is in there i don't know i would save that box though um because i like going through it every once in a while to be like hey you're not a bad person look at all these people that like you so yeah memorabilia it's a good it's a good one to have yeah it's a fun box okay that was nice yeah that was i don't know that one made me feel like good that was a fun one i understand why people do this I get it now too. I'm sorry to say I'm not in love with you though. I just, <laughs> I love you. I'm just not in love with you. Man, that was the whole purpose of this experiment. I know. So I can see it in your eyes, but I'm not reciprocating. So hop off. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is our dating profile. Um, if you have a friend that you think would be great, send them our way. I think I just came up with a dating app idea. Okay, you want to spill or do you want to... Oh, I do want to spill. You just triggered something. Wait, why has nobody ever thought of this? A dating app. Any tech people out there, any app geeks that want to like make an app, listen to me carefully. <laughs> Create a dating app, kind of like TikTok or Vine, where everybody puts like videos of themselves up, like answering questions or just like talking or like monologuing. And that could be like your swipe right, swipe left. Like you watch these like 30 second videos of people. Yeah. I believe on Tinder, if I'm not mistaken, they do have a video feature, but it's not as specific as this. Yeah, fuck Tinder. Do my idea. <laughs> hey, what would we call my idea though? Um, I want to do something cheesy, but I also I want to do something that recognizes like POC and indigenous people, indigenous people um, like particularly, you know? Like I think that would be so interesting. I feel like maybe our audience then can come up with the title for this app. Oh, I just thought of something, but it's mean and weird. No, it's not mean, actually. It's just a white thing to say. Bicock? That's hilarious. Sorry. <laughs> I never want to hear anything else out of that mouth. <laughs> um, Bart, that was hilarious. Remember when you said you appreciated my humor? This is it. <laughs> I think that. <laughs> Wait, that's so good. That was a funny bit, guys. Okay, <laughs> cool. Bye.
All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Big shout out to Kieran Choi and his brother, Connor Choi. Check them out. You can find them on YouTube. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram. And also... Big thank you to our sound designer, Laura Feliz. She is a recent graduate of TCNJ's graphic design program. Check out her Instagram for more information. Women of Dolor aims to alienate no one and address everyone in discussing topics of culture, society, and humanity in a way that bridges gaps of understanding and illuminates misinformation.